Hey guys, welcome back to the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's time to refill your coffee, grab a cup of tea, whatever it is your thing while you're reading God's Word. Now, if you're driving, it's just time to keep both hands on the wheel and your eyes forward. But I'm glad you're joining us. Um, we're going to dive into a scripture from the Gospel of Matthew today. So I'm excited about that. Matthew 6. Uh, Matthew 6 is the beginning. Some of you guys may know this, but um, it's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. If you've heard of that before, which a lot of us have. And it's um, some of Jesus' most intentional and structured and important for kingdom living and powerful. And honestly, in some places, um, deep and requiring much thought <laughs> uh, places of teaching for Jesus. So if you're not familiar with the Sermon on the Mount, starts Matthew 6 and goes, boy, I should know this, but it goes at least till chapter 9 or so. I'm probably, <laughs> I'm probably messing that up, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you look it up and prove me wrong, okay? But anyway, you need to look into it, the Sermon on the Mount. It repays um, study and close examination and getting a book or two on it or, you know. So get out there. Get to the Sermon on the Mount. But we're going to do it a little bit of it today. So we're in Matthew chapter 6, uh, verse 25 is our verse of the day. Uh, man, this verse is so challenging to my way of life. Um, I don't know if it will be for you too, but... Um, this is very difficult for the Western way of doing things, the American way. Uh, so let's just get into it. Jesus advises us in Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. He says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? All right, Matthew chapter 6, reading from the ESV, verse 25. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? All right, guys, this is challenging to me, man. Um, I, as I record this, it's Monday morning. I don't know when you'll be listening to it. but And, you know, it's like every morning, do I think about much else besides what this Jesus just advised me not to be anxious about? Now, I'm exaggerating a little bit, and also I don't, I don't think that Jesus is referring to just thinking about it. It's not like you cannot think about what you're going to eat, drink, or wear. That's not the point. It's that word anxious, and uh, in a deeper way of just what I thought about this morning, like how much of my life is based around making sure that these things happen, and not just happen, but happen in a way that I want. So this is challenging to me, so I'm looking forward to looking into this with you guys. Um, let's not have any condemnation. Uh, like, in other words, let's not go on a big guilt trip. I don't want to do that. I want to be able to hear this clearly. I'm sure you do, too. Um, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That's actually a verse we're going to do in a little bit. Uh, Romans 8.1, so be watching for that. It's coming up pretty soon. But what that means is we don't have to look at this like, man, I'm so bad at this. I'll bet God is like almost done with me. That's not true. And Jesus is not telling us this advice just to make us feel bad about the way we live. All right. That's not his style. So let's just see if looking at context and how we can see Jesus in these verses might help us understand what he is getting at. Okay. One important thing for context, I think, for this is right before he mentions this, um, verse 25 starts with therefore. All right. 
And so we know, in kind of dad joke style, we'll say, you know, when you see a therefore in the Bible, you need to know what it's there for, <laughs> okay? So I apologize for that you know, humor, but it's important. It's a good way to remember that if it says therefore, then let's look above it. And uh, if we look to verse 24, it says, No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. All right? So this could be a verse of the day on its own, obviously. But So let's take it quick. Um, you got two parts as far as I can see. The first part gives us this powerful statement. It's so powerful. If you think about it in your life, you know, write this down for later to go after because we don't have time today. But think about what Jesus is saying here. No one can serve two. Look at this word, masters. Keep that in mind, masters. Yeah, you have a lot of responsibilities in your life. You know, I have a couple bosses, and I have a wife, and I have responsibilities to my kids, okay? But we're using the word masters here. You can only serve one. You can have one master in life. For either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. Which two are Jesus put? is Jesus putting us between here? That's the second part. He says, in other words, you cannot serve God in money. And some of you might say, man, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not tied to the stock market. I don't have any money, so how could I serve it? No, I, I understand that. But the idea that Jesus is giving us here is that money is representative. It was in his culture, and it is in ours too, of our ability to control our own lives, our power to make things happen. That's really what America, in America, that's what money equals. And it's not all bad. You need the power to do some things, pay your bills, raise your family, and so on. But when it can become your master, when it gets the last word in your life because you know it as the most powerful thing in your life, that's the condition of most of our friends and neighbors. I think you guys know that. I don't think it takes much preaching. I know that I was in that position before Christ came in. Maybe you have been too. I know there's been periods in my life since I've been a Christian where I fall back into that bondage where money is my true master and not God. Or in other words, my ability or power to do what I want and to make things happen in my life becomes more powerful to me. It gets, it gets a say over God. I'm not bragging. I'm, I'm repenting. I'm confessing. So Jesus sets us up first to think in this dichotomy. You cannot serve your, your power, your ability to take care of yourself and God one has to go. One has to be in charge. And because of that, so, so a lot of us, when it gets down to it, it's like, man, look, I'm not enslaved to money or anything just because like I'm, I want to be this cool guy that just gets everything he wants. I'm worried. Like I don't want to be homeless. I don't want to starve. I don't want to uh, let my family down and have them be homeless or having problems and issues and not having the things they need. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. That is the root. That's where the, that power of what money can do for you, it grabs on there. It's, it's only later in advanced stages where you're thinking you need money just to be cool and to make your every fantasy and whim come true. You know, our culture's all the way in like that. But a lot of us, it just starts there. It grabs a hold of your fear. It grabs a hold of your sense of survival. And it, it takes from you something that should only belong to God. We entrust our life to it where we should only entrust it to God. So Jesus says, therefore, since you're going to serve me and not money, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, drink, put on. Because God, me, Jesus, I'm telling you that life is more than these things. All right. Now, getting to our verse of the day. So in context, we think, okay, if I was serving God instead of money, 
then Jesus knows where my fears lie, why I probably ended up serving money in the first place. And he's saying exactly right there where that thing lives. I want you to entrust that to me. So then we could say, okay, Jesus, am I supposed to just not worry about these things at all or think about them at all? A lot of people go there. Sometimes we jump to those extremes. Oh, I get it. Jesus just wants me to wander the fields, you know, drinking out of ponds and eating wildflower. I mean, no. Did Jesus do that? No. He stayed in houses, ate bread like everybody else and so on. So it's not that kind of extreme nonsense. What he says is, yes, we can be concerned about these things because look what he says. Let's go to the verse. Is not life more than food in the body, more than clothing? So he's not saying it isn't those things, okay? So let's not try to escape into extremes. A lot of times we do that. But Jesus is there. He knows what you're going to do already. So he meets you there on your way off the cliff. It's not that they don't matter. It's not that you're not supposed to think about it at all. But they become everything to us whenever we're when fear and anxiety take hold because we're serving money and not God. And so he's saying, yeah, they're a big part of life. But it's life is more than food and your body is more than clothing. And then he brings in this well-known example from nature. He says in verse 26, Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. How has God fed them? He causes all the things they need to grow and to be in the earth. And the birds trusting that system, you know, I don't know if birds are capable of trust or not, but they know it's there and they go get it because God has provided it. That's why it's there. Are you not more value than they so aren't you more valuable to God than birds? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Another example from nature. Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not, not much more clothe you? O you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles, that's a word to mean, you know, it would have been like, other than Jewish people, but here Jesus using it to a crowd who would have understood him to mean people who don't know God at all. People who don't know God at all seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. He knows you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness first. He doesn't, again, not... Let all these things go, wander the fields. But no, in priority, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so that when you're in that life, all these things will be added to you. Everything that you need will be there for you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Okay, so there's so much here, but I don't. it's not designed to leave us puzzled. This is not some deep spiritual Cohen that's supposed to leave you just completely puzzled. It is practical, picturesque, right where we're living, strong teaching that we're supposed to take in and actually really respond to in our real lives and see where God takes us from there. Uh, God knows about the collapse of economies. He knows how countries collapse. He knows um, that some people go without. He understands that. That's why he doesn't say, if you follow me, you'll find out that you'll be rich and well-clothed and well-fed all the time. He says you need to take that need, which everyone has, and you need to entrust it to me because I know the end from the beginning. I, I care more about you guys than birds and flowers. 
and I've clothed and fed them. And I need you to take one day at a time and trust me for those things so that you can get to the real business of life, which is living for me and trusting me. Okay. Now I know there's so much, so many places we could go from here and I understand all that, but just staying within the context of our verse of the day, I think you can see this is a big deal. You know, Matthew six twenty five is a big deal and it becomes a bigger deal as we pay attention to context and if you will look at it in the overall context of the Sermon on the Mount as well, you're going to see that it's an even bigger deal than that. But as typical of Jesus' teaching, it can be taken to its a nice, doable foundation, which is the basics of what Jesus is saying is entrust yourself to God and not to yourself and your power to make your life happen, and you're going to find joy instead of anxiety and issues and troubles. Okay? All right. Um, where can we see Jesus in these verses? Jesus lived this life. Um, he didn't live his life like most of us do in such a way as to secure his future. He lived his life serving God and entrusting his food, clothing, and shelter to God the Father. So he carried out God's plan for him. This, make no mistake, ended with Jesus going hungry, ter- thirsty, tired, and sleeping outside often. So do not mistake this for some kind of secret that will lead you to Um, always living the high life. It's not going to happen. Jesus is very plain about that. It's not the example he lived, and it's not what this verse is teaching us. Some people try to twist it into that. That somehow if you put God first, he'll make you rich, and that couldn't be further from the truth. You put God first, you're going to find eternal life. (laughs) So it's a little better than that. But All right, so anyway, Jesus lived this. He, He illustrated in his life. He lived trusting God for these things. And for as long as he needed to live doing God's work, he was provided for. And then when he laid down his life for us, uh, God took him to the end. And then through it, he raised him to new life, which is what God will do for all of us as well. So there may come a day when we don't have what we need, but God can take us even through that because not even death can separate us from God. All right, guys. Well, we've gone on tonight. today. This is a long episode, but... Um, deep verses here and the Sermon on the Mount is just one of my favorite parts of the Bible so excited to have gone through it with you guys all right hope to see you next time